Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Catholic Talk Show. We got a good show for you today. We're going to be talking about movies that every Catholic should watch. Yeah, there's a lot of really great movies that we're going to talk about. Movies about historical figures, uh, movies about actual saints and apostles, and movies that you might not expect to be on a list of best Catholic movies. So get some popcorn, kick back, relax, and let the show begin. guys good to be back with you in the studio father rich ryan how you guys doing good how you guys doing you catholic studios represent this yeah. is this is great i love movies i love watching movies and uh being in la for a little while san diego studying for an mba and executive production of movies obviously this is a fascination of mine so i'm excited to find out which ones we're going to be talking about which whatever man you remember movies like from a long ago and you, you you start saying them and then i'm like what like what what movie is that like i know you're talking <laughs> talking about a movie. <laughs> Go to the movies a lot? I, you know, not as much as I did in years past, but now with Netflix and Prime Video, I mean, it's just right there at your thumb, you know, and you just kind of click and watch whenever you can. And, uh, you know, that's typically what I'll do. I'll watch like a quarter of a movie, return to it, you know, whenever I have some free time and just kind of digest some good stuff. I think it's a great art form. You know, mo motion pictures is is really a, a wonderful thing to, you know, to kind of digest and really experience the artistic expression of the artist. So I love it. Awesome. Yeah. So before we get into all the best Catholic movies, uh, why don't you tell everybody where they can follow us, where they can find us, and where they can uh, get more engaged. So definitely connect with us at www.catholictalkshow.com. Certainly all of our social media platforms from Facebook to Twitter and Instagram, as well as supporting us in the Patreon app. So patreon.com forward slash the Catholic Talk Show, ensuring that this show may continue to advance and continue to be successful with your help. So we thank you so much. All right. So the movies, man. Take to us to the, the movies, movies, Ryan Shield. Just so you guys know, I haven't been in a movie theater in a long time. Yeah, I, you know, Probably I know their revenue streams have been going down over the years. They try all these different things to kind of uh, have memberships to kind of drive traffic into movie theaters. But I think it is becoming so accessible through tablets and phones, you know, and, and the privacy of your own home. You know, it's it's uh, it's kind of a, more of a rarity now. Yeah. Yeah, I can't really think of the last time I went to the movie, th uh, the actual movie theater. Yeah. Although I, I, I miss that experience. Mm -hmm. The uh, smell. Yeah, the smell, the look of it. It's yeah. it's more exciting than just sitting on your couch and watching a movie. And it's also communal in the sense of seeing the people's reactions, yeah. hearing their reactions, and and watching a movie watching with them people on their phones and stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Communal the glowing stuff. screen in yeah. front of you. Totally. Was a kid <laughs> kicking your seat? <laughs> now, when I was a kid, we still had driving movie theaters mm -hmm. around. And those were awesome, yeah. right? And, you know, they back then, they wouldn't show new movies. They'd just show, like, Disney or yeah. whatever. And I remember my dad had this big old van, and there's five of us kids. And we didn't have a lot of money, so he'd be like, okay, kids, three of you hide in suitcase, <laughs> in book bags or in... In, uh, in book bags. <laughs> or whatever. Just we used to fit our little brother in a yeah, book bag. And family of leprechauns. <laughs> <laughs> Sleeping bags. Sleeping bags. There we go. And then, like, my mom and dad were like, nope. Two adults, one kid, and the four of us were like, ha-ha, suckers, watching movies. <laughs> That's um, great, man. Yeah, it's pretty good stuff. So I think the first movie that we should talk about, and this is probably the biggest Christian Catholic film of Everybody all time. Everybody knows. Everyone knows it. Yeah. But if you haven't watched it, if you haven't gotten around to watch it, 
you got to do it. You got to do it. Mm. And that's the passion of the Christ. Oh yeah. Without I mean, it's just such an expertly crafted movie. The, the care and level of put into the historicity of it all, the acting, the the cinematography, I mean, really is a masterful piece of motion film. And the Mm -hmm. grace that is in the production of the movie is just a sign, you know, I mean, there's so many things that occurred during the filming of that movie that were pretty amazing. Um, remember that guy we had on the show, Jonathan Rumi? Yeah. yeah. Hit, hit, the guy that taught him Aramaic was the, um, which he so beautifully said, the Our Father on one of our shows. The guy that taught him that is a, I believe he's a priest at Loyola in California. He was the guy that was with Mel Gibson that kind of trained him on. Well, the Aramaic of the, of the film. So the film is actually all spoken in Aramaic and Latin, and maybe some Greek, but I know it's just Latin and Aramaic. And for a film to have that much money to be a foreign language film and to make that much money mm-hmm. it was really kind of unparalleled mm-hmm. in, in, yeah. in cinematography. Subtitles. And it's a lifetime accomplishment for Mel Gibson yeah. and that type of a film to, to reach so many audiences around the world mm. for it to be mainstream like that was absolutely impressive. And yeah. now he's got in production a, a secondary, like kind of a follow-up to that yeah, I think as well. Really? Passion of the Christ 2 Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> that is definitely Dude, not. I can't wait to see that. No, no. <laughs> no I, yeah, I, you know, there, there's been talk about it for years, but I don't think it's, I don't think it's really um, getting off the ground. Um, they keep talking about it because it made so much money, and there's so much impetus to make mm-hmm. a sequel to it, but. Uh, we'll see. I, I, I don't believe it. But when it well, I, I think it's I think it's definitely moving in that direction. I I, I, be, I wouldn't be surprised if we see something. But speaking of like all of the testimonies that were coming out of that experience of producing, I've spent hours listening to like Jim Caviezel talk about his experience on YouTube and being struck by lightning and the testimonial value of of what he was providing to all these different communities and churches and schools and universities, just sharing the testimony of the production of that film. So yeah. it's it's bore a lot of fruit. Right. He had a, a big, I mean, he had a big, massive conversion. Oh, not yeah. Like I mean, a revert, all, like almost like, like a... Yeah, just a metanoia, yeah, yeah. you know, um, and that's pretty amazing. It really is. But the film itself, you know, like... I went to I went to Jerusalem. I I, I walked the Via Dolorosa mm-hmm. with my wife on our tenth anniversary. Um, the the Gethsemane was very moving. Like all this was just in a very small space, right? Mm-hmm. Like you 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 pray the Rosary. You 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 kind of meditate on this and and grow closer to our Lord. And you know you're looking at like actually where it occurred and all these things that happened to him and, and the, the spatial aspect of it, it was amazing to see how really tight and close it was. I mean, obviously you're not going to, you know, you, you look at the movie, you think he walked up, you know, this, you know, massive mountain and things like that. But, um, that was one of the things that struck me is it's just like, kind of like being, um, drawn into the reality mm-hmm. of it, right? Like the the reality of it. And so this movie for me was like draw I was drawn to the reality of the the crucifixion, the passion and the crucifixion in a way that, you know, meditation mm-hmm. could have never mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, the, the, it, the scene where uh Jesus falls on the Via Dolorosa and uh Mary sees him fall and then it, it flashes back to her when he was a kid. When he was a kid and Mary sees you know the the young boy Jesus falling, and and the parallel between that is, I think maybe the most poignant um, 
graphic representation I've ever seen of the Dolores of Our Lady. It was mm-hmm. just that 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 never leaves you once you see mm-hmm. that. And the mothers that see their children suffer too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think there was a dry eye in any theater no. around the world watching that. And even no. still, as many times as I've watched it, that that makes me choke up every time that yeah. I see yeah. it. Yeah. You know, and there was a lot of conversions on the set of that. A mm-hmm. lot of people went into That's that. True. And I mean, you know, uh, Father Bartunic. Yeah. The, from Legionnaires and. Yeah. Um, so he was actually on the set of the film. He was uh, consulting on it. And the guy who played uh, Judas, uh, Luca Leonelli, right? He played Judas in the yeah, film. Yeah. And going into the film, he was a self-professed angry atheist. And by the end of the film, he asked Father Bertunic to baptize him. Mm. And here is confession. That's he baptized beautiful. his family. There were several people that were baptized. A lot of people mm-hmm. on yeah. that set. That is absolutely beautiful. But talking about the film experience, going into the movie theater and and having an experience. When I first saw that beautiful film in the theater in Ormond Beach next to Daytona Beach, I'll never forget it to the day I die because it was absolutely disturbing. I was sitting up top, which is always my favorite place to sit in a theater. And right in front of me, you know how people like sneak things into a theater? Like my dad used to sneak in like Three's Musketeers and candy and stuff and into the theater. Well, this person pulled out a bag and reach, reaches into the bag. And you know that opening scene of the Passion of the Christ where it's like intense music. And then you have that quote from scripture, he was wounded for mm-hmm. our iniquities. Right then, this person pulled out this like peach or nectarine and then <laughs> went into the nectarine like. <laughs> it was the most disturbing thing I've ever experienced in a, in a theater ever. I mean, if anybody brings a nectarine to a movie, come on. Oh, it was, it, and, and just that, I mean, truly. But those scenes of evil yeah. that are depicted in that in that movie. Was like struck you like that too, and it, it was really like a it, it struck me like a nectarine. <laughs> wow! But like that sound was so disturbing, and those those images of evil were so disturbing yeah. in that in that movie. It was it just remains with you, like you said, more powerfully with the dolors of Mary, the suffering of Mary, how that kind of mars into your soul and your heart. Like that that is for sure a part of it. But like also those images of evil, you know, like sliding in, you seeing the devil sliding in behind the community as as Jesus is being led the Via Crucis mm-hmm. and suffering and and you know, just kind of slithering by, kind of a thing. That yeah, I thought about the arrhythmics when I saw yeah. that lady. <laughs> Sweet dreams. It no, was pretty sorry. creepy. Yeah, no, it was, so yeah, yeah, it was. It was one of the more creepy I mean, depictions. But, like, oh, yeah. but one of the things is like it burns something in your soul. Oh yeah. Like when I pray the rosary, um, like I go back to that movie mm-hmm. all the time. Like mm-hmm. all the impressions that. I got from that watching it several times. For you know, sure. I, I can't wait till my kids get old enough to where it's appropriate, you know, mm-hmm. to watch because the, the gruesome nature that he, and that's why I like Pope St. John Paul II's cross, mm-hmm. you know, like his, his papal cross was like, it was pretty dirty, mm-hmm. you know. And I, I love that. And I love this, the Spanish tradition of the crucifixion scene because it is so graphic. And I want to pray with a graphic cross. You know, yeah. currently I have a cross in my in my sanctuary at John Paul II in, in Northeast Florida. And there's like a little drop of blood on his side and barely any blood on any of the un- other wounds. Yeah. And when I look at it, I mean, it's just such like a pasty kind of 
you know, we don't want to see the suffering per se. Well, I think I think the movie brought real, oh. the reality of yeah, it, it out. It, the for reality sure. of it is, is, is and, intense. And, and that and that reality is not like in the history of the Christian tradition, that reality has never been brought forth so like you said, pungently in, yep. in, in that particular movie, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so I think it, I think it accomplished something in Christianity that will stay with it for a long time, mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. just, you know, when it was released, but it'll stay with it for a long time. Right, so go watch it. There was a, there was a movie that I got a hold of after my conversion or reversion when I was in my twenties and I started reading the scriptures and, and my life was changing overnight. I went to my grandmother's house and I scooped up every type of Catholic movie I could get a hold of, like the shoes of the fisherman and the Cardinal. And, and one of them was on the blessed mother. So I scooped that up and I watched that probably like six or seven times and wept Mm. because I I was witnessing what Jesus did and accomplished. And for the first time, like it was really transmitting into my heart and my soul. And this, it was entitled, it was like a low budget film and it was on the blessed mother. And you know who played Jesus was Christian Bale of all people. Yeah. 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 And you never see it in any of his reels or like what what he's done or accomplished. And I, and he was older because I mean he was in Newsies. I mean he's been in films like from the time he was like a little kid. Right. But this was definitely one of those uh, films that that touched my heart and and really changed my life. Another one was on Saint Francis that was done by an Italian company. Don't be giving away all the best ca- best movies. Did, did that I give away any of them? Is that the like, man of his man of all seasons? No, 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 no. The one about Pope Francis. Oh, the one about Pope Francis. Oh no, Saint Francis. Saint Francis. Oh no, no, yeah, Saint Francis. It was. It wasn't um, brother. It wasn't brother. brother, brother, No, no, no. I saw that one. That was kind of weird. That was like straight out of the seventies and and a little little strange. That's that's like. I did watch it though. There was benefit to it. It Retained some good. What good with shrooms? (laughs) I I don't know. St. Francis superstar. No, right. the, the one on St. Francis was done by the Italian company that really, they produced phenomenal uh, movies on saints. Another one was on St. Rita, who became a, a patroness of mine uh, all throughout my discernment of priesthood because I was affiliated on May 22nd of 2006, which was her feast day. So she really, I gave her my discernment and she's walked with me ever since, which is awesome intercessor. But the one on St. Francis, after watching that, I went into my, into my closet and I literally grabbed everything that I had and owned all of my gold chains, all of my, uh, you know, all of my movies and everything. And, and I just took it off CDs, all of my rap CDs. And I, I trashed those and, and um, I just, I gave everything Corn. away, dude. He made a mixtape <laughs> for the Blessed Virgin Mary after that. After he threw all that stuff out, he made a mixtape for her. <laughs> Not going to lie, I wrote a lot of, of raps, like, from Tupac, and I changed the lyrics to, like, you yeah. know, more Catholic stuff. Do you want us to cut that out? Why? <laughs> it's the truth, dude. It's the truth. No, because I, I mean, when I went through my conversion experience, it was like everything that I was experiencing culturally at that time was just rooted in the world. It, it wasn't rooted in Christ. So I, I was seeking, like, how do we redeem everything that I've lived for yeah. the past, you know, 20 years of my yeah. life? How do we redeem it? Because there were good elements. I mean, like, I, I you know, like, I look at I look at what I was doing at that period of time you know, is, is just so pure coming out of prayer and yeah. my encounter with Jesus that, yeah, I was definitely writing raps over, over lyrics and beats that, that I listened to for years. You were doing rap battles. I was doing rap battles, man. <laughs> All right. So 
Boom, boom, boom. Let's, let's get, second, let's second, get back in. So what movie? What's the next movie? So another one I think is um for greater glory. Oh man, the it's the you know the story of the Cristeros. Yeah, the Cristeros. Yeah. Viva Cristo Rey. Yeah, I mean yeah. it had a great cast. It had um, mm-hmm. Andy Garcia. Yeah, Andy Garcia killed uh, it. He, yeah, he did a great uh, job. Oscar Isaac, uh, who's in Star Wars mm-hmm. now, it mm-hmm. had. Um, can't remember the guy. Was that the Irish priest? He played the Irish priest? No, no, that's... Um, He's a famous actor, whoever yeah, that guy is. Uh, boy, I can't he, remember. He, yeah, Peter was, O'Toole? Yeah, Peter O'Toole. Who's Peter O'Toole, uh, that's who it was, yeah. Ruben mm-hmm. Blades, uh, mm-hmm. who's on... I think he was on, like, Walking Dead and stuff, but he, he plays... Uh, <laughs> Walking Dead, he, awesome. But he's a great actor. He plays... Another uh, great Catholic movie. No, uh, it's not really. <laughs> no, he actually plays uh, <laughs> on another show. President uh, Plutarco Calles, right? Okay. And he's just really a very excellent actor, and... Uh, so for people who don't know, the, the Cristeros War was in uh, 1920, early, mid-20s. Um, a new president was uh, elected in Mexico, and he passed very strict anti-clerical laws throughout mm-hmm. the country. Um, I mean, he was shutting down churches. Churches were getting um, locked down. <clears throat> the priests were getting murdered. Um, they were expelling priests. I mean, the the, the Mexican government was basically... Uh, ex, ex, you know, completely extricating the Catholic Church from society. Yeah, and faithful Catholics um, created a um, a rebellion against this, a resistance, and they were held under the banner of Christ the King, and that's why they became known as the Cristeros. Yeah. And this movie um, shows that battle um, and shows the how these people who are poor farmers or just businessmen who believed in something more powerful than a government and stood up for their faith, were able to basically fight an entire country's army to a standstill to guarantee freedom of religion. It was, it's a really powerful thing. And I'll tell you right now, you do not want to stand against the faith of the Mexican people. Yeah. Because as children of Our Lady of Guadalupe, I've seen it firsthand over and over again in, in Southern California, all throughout Texas, in San Antonio. I mean, you, you see it. And then all throughout Mexico, the time that I've spent in, uh, you know, Mexicali and Tecate and Calexico and, and Mexico City, the time that we were down there. I mean, that expressive faith that is so rooted in the revelations of Our Lady of Guadalupe in 1531, you are not going to be able to kill the faith of, of that people. You know, when we went down to um, Our Lady of Guadalupe Shrine, uh, most of the people we were with were looking at the tilma or praying. Uh, but I spent most of the time when I was there, I was most moved by the um, the relics of St. Jose Sanchez del Rio, who yeah. was, he was a uh, young boy, I think 10, 11 years old, who fought in the Cristeros War, and he was martyred by the government um, and really... Pretty brutal, brutal, fashion. brutal death. And, like they cut the bottoms of his feet. I mean, and, and they show this in the movie, and it's, just it's absolutely. And in, in the movie, another is not, gruesome, you know, yeah. and it's <laughs> way worse in real mm-hmm. life. Yeah. yeah. So that's one that I was. was that really that's that another was, one that sears in your soul. Absolutely. That just stays with you. Yeah. And and seeing that yeah, in that, that, that movie, kid is so brave, so oh, much buddy. braver than I could Oof. ever be. Yeah, you know? man. Was that the kid whose relic was at the, at the shrine? shrine. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Wow. And the, yeah. So if you go into the back left You'll of the church, that. yeah. And yeah. I spent a lot of time mm-hmm. venerating that, mm-hmm. and that was really powerful for that's me. A, that was a tremendous movie. I'm glad that that's on the list. Just yeah. a plug, too, for all the listeners. Um, a lot of people that we've taken down to Our Lady of Guadalupe in Mexico City, you know, every time we take them down there, first-timers, you know, the, the one thing they say when they leave after having this amazing experience is, I can't believe how safe it is. Yeah. You oh, know? yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> like, I can't believe how safe this yeah. place is. Mexico City is great. The people were awesome. The food mm-hmm. was great. The accommodations were awesome. 
It was a nice place to go. So I, would, I would take my family there, no problem. Yeah, and I just think I think a lot of that comes with like all of the politics and the, oh, and and the, the media. media coverage yeah. of like drug cartel and stuff like yeah, that. I yeah, mean, and these individual things. I mean, look at New York City. New York City gets a bad rap all the time. Yeah, but you know, New York City is a beautiful place. Dude, to you visit can find and, a bad area in any you any go. city, any yeah. city. Yeah. So, to, just yeah. a plug. Yeah. Just yeah. a plug. No, that's a, this that's is brought to you by the Mexico City Tourism Board. Yeah, they paid us. So what's what's the next movie that you got on there? Have you guys seen the movie? This was by Scorsese, Silence. No. Oh, I've been wanting to watch that, dude. So this was a crazy movie, right? So this is uh, following a couple Jesuit missionaries nah. who are going into Japan mm -hmm. uh, after Japan passed laws expelling all missionaries. And the, I won't give away the plot of the movie, but it does have a lot of historical parallels to the persecution of the missionaries and the native Christians of Japan. Mm -hmm. Um, some of the really crazy and very historically accurate things that they did. I mean, they were martyring Christians by the hundreds at a time. And the 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 inquisitors of the Japanese government to find out if people were actually Christians, the methods they went to were um, mm. brutal and incredibly effective. Mm -hmm. um, they were they were putting people on crosses and putting them on the shore. And then as the tide would rise up, they would slowly drown. And there's this one scene in the movie where all there's like 20 or so crosses or something like that. And the other ones had died. And there's this one guy left tied to this cross as the waves are pounding on him. And he's drowning and he's still singing all these psalms. And I mean, it's, it is an incredibly powerful testament because when people think of martyrs, I don't think they really think of Japan. Mm-hmm. But Japan but there had were brutal martyrdoms there. That was for sure. One of the probably the as far as the imagination of the cruelty that goes into it, yeah. the, the worse Jap than Romans. Seriously, it was, yes, it was really insane. Mm -hmm. It was so. I mean, the Jesuits experienced great martyrdom stories and testimonies oh, of man. just the suffering that they faced in all of their endeavors in the missionary field. I mean, it's striking. Yeah, this and this movie shows one of the things they do. Uh, there was in Japan at the time. There's a thing called the Fumi Stone, mm -hmm. and a Fumi Stone was. A, a depiction of Jesus or Mary, or usually one side had a crucifix and the other side had Mary holding Jesus. And they would line people up and they would put the stone on the ground and they would say, walk on it. And people who weren't Christians would go, okay, whatever. And they walk on it. And other people would just be like, no. And they'd pull them on the line and they would execute them mm -hmm. because they would know then that if they wouldn't step on this Japanese Christian stepping stone, if they wouldn't step on an image, they knew they're Christian and they would kill them. Wow. Yeah. So mm. this movie... Uh, crazy. This, this also is like on an apex of... Like the whole apex of the movie is apostasy from it, what it I can really gather. Is, yeah. It is about apostasy. But but this is Scorsese's, I think in his own treatment of the film, he, like this was his lifelong work. It took this, him like 20 years to get 20 this done. 20 years to get this done and this mm. is his. This was his passion. I mean, it's almost like Mark Twain's treatment of, mm. of Joe Clark. Yeah. Yeah. It was like his lifetime accomplishment. I think yeah. Scorsese really treated this movie as, as one of his lifetime achievements. It's, it's a beautifully shot movie. Uh, it's got some great actors. It's got uh, Andrew Garfield who was in Spider-Man. Mm -hmm. It's got Adam Driver, who's in, again in Star Wars, who's mm -hmm. Kylo Ren, uh, Liam Neeson, mm -hmm. who's a you know great actor. Um, Don't you take my daughter. People that I spoke to, they, their commentary was... <laughs> I don't know who you are, but I will hunt you down. I will hunt you down. Don't you take my daughter. But their, yeah. their commentary he's was driven in this movie. at he's, the point he's of, awesome. the point of um, how disappointed they were 
in relationship to the apostasy of of these characters. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And but what I appreciated about it, because I mean I didn't watch it, I haven't watched it yet, but it shows the human element to evangelization and the limits that we have in relationship to that testimony and witness. And you have people that have the grace of Almighty God that endure such suffering, but even the fact that they were on the voyage and and how far they went in relationship to that testimony of faith is absolutely encouraging that they would that they would battle in those places for that testimony to be proclaimed. And the theme of these films too, suffering. Right. Yeah. I mean like what why why are we so excited and just like enthralled or, or the impression upon us just invigorates us. It's through the suffering of people who, you know, know that this is, this is not our final destiny. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and the grace of God prevails within them Mm -hmm. in the face of the suffering. Now silence Mm -hmm. has some kind of mixed messages. It's not a, Theologically super precise movie. What no conversions on the set? No, I'm just yeah, right. But but it does really. I think it's a really amazing vignette of of a very important missionary time to a very important place that very few people think of as a Christian land that had so much Christian blood spilled on it. Mm. And really, the 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 Japanese uh, missionaries, uh, the Jesuit missionaries yeah. that went to Japan in the 15 and 1600s were some of the bravest and most brutally executed and martyred um, saints. I mean, and there's a lot of Japanese saints too. Oh yeah. And uh, it's again, even if the movie isn't a hundred percent above the boards and it's Catholicism and it's adherence to kind of, Hey, the heroes win. It's still really important as a, a period piece to look at. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. All right. So a couple other movies and we could talk a little bit quicker on these, but I, I think, any list of best Catholic movies that didn't include The Exorcist would be oh. incomplete. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I saw The Exorcist, and when I was pretty young, probably younger than I should have been allowed to watch mm-hmm. that, but, you know, I, I think I watched it because my parents went around. Things happen. Right. But, it's like <laughs> watching The boog- Boogeyman when I was like five or six years old. That was intense. But, Electric but, Boogaloo. Yeah, part two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But seeing The Exorcist and... It, it as as a young kid, it was it gave me the impression of the battle of good and evil, and then it also gave me the impression of that just you know priests have this power, and it and just never left me that you know the Catholic Church and through the uh, ministerial priesthood of Jesus Christ, I mean there is something to it that's just not there in other religions and other and entities. it's coming out even more now with with exorcisms right. on the rise mm-hmm. in this uh, Father Amorth uh, on Netflix, Netflix like yeah. this uh, this is a reality that. People are very interested in. I've so got to say, though, the, movie, the one though. with Anthony Hopkins, though, I mean, yeah. The Exorcist, the right. that, that one, that one, like, really stirred people up into a frenzy, The the Exorcist, the original, right? right? Yeah. But but the one with Anthony Hopkins. With the right. Is, was that what it was called? Yeah, the called right. The right, yeah. Man, that was phenomenal. That's it was very good. good. Anthony Hopkins makes a good, great movie. Priest. And it was based on a true story and testimony of a pretty young priest or whatever, you yeah. know, being formed and going over to Rome for, for this ministry. And yeah, I, I agree. Those, those movies are absolutely fascinating. The Exorcism of Emily Rose, one that, that stands out awesome. too. That was also that powerful. That was awesome, I've seen that man. One. Yeah. Oh, oh man. man, you would love that. Yeah, and that, that comes down, down to like historical, documented yeah. kind of yeah, a testimony. Legal, there was a legal fight. There. Absolutely. Yeah. So have you guys seen um, Romero? Oh, yeah. Do you know Romero? Romero actually, that was that was a part of my eighth grade experience 
of so you know I'm a public school kid athlete really not really not into my faith at all you know the only reason I'm going to church is because my mom's making me go yeah, to church you like the MTV I was an time. MTV kid at that point and Ren and Stimpy and all that stuff yeah. so you know like but but when I went to that eighth grade confirmation year we had a great teacher and the teacher was like. <laughs> so, so basically, you know, my teacher that was, they were, he was teaching confirmation and he used two movies during our year together. And one was on St. Valentine that hit me like a ton of bricks. And that's really? why I chose the name Valentine wow. for confirmation. And the other movie was Romero. And I remember him getting shot behind the altar. And I was like, bro, like what an amazing testimony of life. Yeah. What a powerful man of God. And that struck me as a as an apathetic kid who really right. didn't care. You know, I believed in God, I believed in Jesus, but I really didn't like it wasn't cool. Yeah, I, so that of, struck I thought me. of like martyrdom being the seed of Christian faith yeah, when yeah. you said that. Yeah. It's like there's something to be said for all of this suffering, mm -hmm. right? And and how it inspires us. Yes. You yeah. Know? Like and, they, and, yeah, it was like Valentine being thrown to the lions, you know, yeah. for the sake of the dignity of the sacrament of marriage. Yeah. You know, Romero really standing up and, and courage and faith to proclaim the truths of our Catholic faith yeah. in, in the face of a, of a persecuting, you know, oppressive political yeah. power. Like what, what an amazing, inspiring offering. And he, it was just canonized recently. It was. And, you know. Um, Raul Julia, who plays uh, St. Oscar Romero in the movie, did a great job. I yeah, mean, they tremendous. Did a really excellent job. Mm -hmm. And the whole movie doesn't really do uh, too much politicizing, you know, or whitewashing of the history. It's a pretty, pretty straightforward movie, and it's really... Uh, if you haven't seen it, definitely watch it, especially with Oscar Romero d uh, just recently being canonized and elevated yeah. to sainthood. It's worthwhile. Really, it's it's a it's an excellent movie. Yeah, so for go watch sure. that. Definitely. Cool. Uh, another one kind of in that vein, and this Ooh. one's maybe, I, I don't know how many people have actually seen this, but uh, it was Molokai. Oh, uh, yeah. That was I, such a yeah. good movie. Was, oh, I, yeah. To me, that's my favorite movie ever about a saint. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I was there, too. Like, Molokai, the island of Molokai is... Uh, it's narrowly inhabitable, mm -hmm. right? Like you, you can't stay in a lot of places there. This was a place where they literally drove boats of lepers, dumped them off because of the reefs that surround this little like area. It, it's kind of like a flat area that jetted out from the largest sea cliffs in the world, right? So it's just like this small area, miles and miles of sea cliffs, mm -hmm. small little area, right? Because of the reefs and everything that surround that, the boats couldn't get up there and just drop them off. So they just dumped them off of the the boat. In the water? In the water. Oh, Lord. Have mercy. And so the survivors of this would eventually get ashore. Oh, God bless. Right now, Right now, there are two living lepers that live there. Mm. And God bless the state of Hawaii. They have not at all, like... They, they have respected and honored and, and dignified what has gone That's on gorgeous. there. Mm. And they said, look, we're, we're not doing anything to this place. We're going to let these people die in dignity. Wow. And then we'll make it like a park with, you know, a shrine and things like that. Mm. Yeah. So, I mean, like that whole story, I mean, he, so, he's a Belgian so, so for people who don't know what it's about, so it, it's about St. Damien and Molokai. And I was going to ask you, That might be good like, to explain Yeah, too. like, <laughs> what was so impressive? Because you said this is your favorite Absolutely. movie of a saint. Like, what was the things that you drew from it that, yeah. that made it your favorite, as opposed to any other of the... It's not 
overly mythologized and it is very salt of the earth. It is very it, tangible. It's, it's tangible. Gritty. It's not. It, Meaning it, like, it's, the, like the sanctity of a saint, like right. what a saint is. Yeah, it's a very realistic representation of a saint as an actual living historical person. Not, oh. you know, I, I, I'm all about the, the miraculous. You know, I love the golden legend. I love the lives of the saints by Alban Butler. But this one really struck me because he was such a just salt of the earth priest. He just, I volunteer, I go. So St. Damien of Molokai, he was a, he was a Belgian priest um, and he volunteered to go to Hawaii and minister to a leper colony. Like 10, 15,000 miles away. Mm-hmm. How right. did he even get there? Anyways. Right. And it was a death sentence and he knew it mm-hmm. because if you go around at this time bar and lepers, you're going to get it. And, but he just knew that these people need ministered to, they need, they need the sacraments, especially these people who are living on this Island in a very resolute way, because they were outcast and they were just waiting around to die. So they were drinking and fornicating um, when he first got there, there was almost like a, a tribal breakdown society. It's just people waiting around to die. And he gave them a, them hope, and he ministered to people who were deformed and ugly and dying. And it was incredibly Christ-like, but also incredibly ordinary. Mm-hmm. And one of my favorite things is just, you know, like uh, Chesterton said, the most extraordinary thing is an ordinary man. Mm-hmm. And this really captures that. Mm-hmm. I love the fact that the in, in the same vein they depicted his anger, like his human anger, right. and and his own frailty. You know, and and you see that he's trying to work on that reality in respect to going to confession to the bishop that's in the in, in, in the, the boat, boat yeah. above him, and he's like screaming at them. Yeah. The, because know. the bishop wouldn't go on there because he's like, I don't want to get. I'm not going to go and yeah. and yeah, get leprosy. So, so the, just to see the human elephant element to the human a elephant, elephant wow. the, the human the elephant Was in the room, in the water, the elephant in the room. <laughs> Elephants are good swimmers. Saints are human. Right. And and That's I agree because there is a lot of movies on saints that just kind of glorify them and they do not show the hu- human element. A lot yeah. of the movies about saints are the statue versions where they show us a pasty statue with blushed cheeks yes. and not the gritty, dirty, dealing with some pretty dark stuff, getting their head chopped off, mm-hmm. real life saints. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's this scene in, in Molokai where... Uh, people are trying to discredit him and because uh, they were trying to just basically ruin his character. So they said that he was engaging in sexual activity with the women of the leper colony. Mm. So they made him come ashore and they made they they said, well, we need to check your genitalia. And they're like, <laughs> he's like, are you serious? You're really making me do this? And he's like, they're like, yes. And there's a way of of uh, humiliating him. And he just lifts up his things like, go ahead. Look, I haven't done anything. Mm. And it, it was it was so like it's heartbreaking. Even the lepers who right. were dying and suffering were <coughs> still involved in you know I mean, the persecution. I mean, like you think, oh, you know, oh, Damian Malachi went there and the lepers and everything, yeah. but it's like no, the lepers, you Some know, the had their own little thing going on. Mm-hmm. You and know? then other lepers, they they formed a church community there, and it was so really go watch that movie. It's it's on cool. uh, Amazon Prime. It's mm-hmm. uh, it's. I think it's even available free on YouTube. Uh, it's, it's really it's worthwhile for sure. I just I, I was I'm gonna watch it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I need to rewatch it. It's been a little while since I've seen it. Rewatch so, it. Is yeah, it rewatch. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I'm gonna watch it again. Watch again. <laughs> how about that? So, um, oh, how about that? Any other movies that you guys like that you want to mention? You want to throw out there? Man, 
Um, man of all seasons. Man of all, all seasons. Man of all seasons. Yeah, that, that was, was really a great good. one. Yeah, that's uh, St. Thomas More. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, he another one that was a Padre Pio movie really, really struck me. St. Philip Neri was phenomenal. Um, we John Bosco. Some, we should put some of these links like in the yeah, show we can. Yeah. on YouTube. Don Bosco was awesome. That that movie was very, very well done. There hmm. was a movie uh, done about the Spanish Civil War and um, uh, what was it called? It was uh, There Be Dragons. Oh, yeah. And it was the guy who played um, Saint, uh, Jose, Jose Maria Escriba. Yeah. Yeah. He was played by the guy who plays uh, Daredevil on... Mm-hmm. Um, on the Netflix Daredevil series. Uh, that was a really cool movie. Uh, it was so, a great movie. Yeah, really I cool movie. I saw that, movie. too. Um, um, Song of Bernadette. Oh, that's one of the I mean, classics. That got yeah. some awards, right? That uh, one, I think, that in 1943, that won four Oscars. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, Oscars. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that won Best Picture or Best Actress, right? Wow. Uh, that's a great mm-hmm. movie, too. And mm-hmm. it's a little bit... It's one of those movies that you watch when you're homesick mm-hmm. and like your parents can't watch you, so they take you to grandparents' house and your grandparents are like, Here, <laughs> sit on the couch and watch TBS or the oldies channel. And you watch it and you're like, This is very old fashioned. This is very twee and sentimental. But, but beautiful film. But you're like, by the end of it, you're like, I loved yeah. this movie. Yeah. I felt it that, that way about Chitty Chitty Bang Bang when I saw it <laughs> the first time, man. What about Angels with Dirty Faces? Yeah. Have you ever seen that movie? No. Oh my gosh, that's a that's a great one too. Shoes of the Fisherman. Shoes of the Fisherman. Anthony I mentioned Clay, that earlier. Yeah. Keys of the Kingdom. You know, Gregory Peck. Yep. They, they're Scarlet and Black. Scarlet and the Black. That's, that's a good movie. Excellent Man, movie. I need to, I need to start Black. writing this stuff That's down. all old school. Old school. Yeah, yeah that movies, means yeah. I can get it on the, the Amazons mm-hmm. and the Netflix mm-hmm. and stuff so I can watch it, you know, because yeah. I can't. And, and, I got six kids. It's kind of hard <laughs> to get out a lot. There, um, Alec Guinness, the guy who played Obi-Wan Kenobi, he did a... He was in a movie that was written by G.K. Chesterton called mm. Father Brown, and that was where he had his oh, conversion yeah. and stuff. Mm. So that's... Is another, that the Father Brown from the, yeah. the literature? What literature? <laughs> like the uh, Chesterton's book. Yeah, yeah, oh, no, Chesterton. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, that. Okay. So the, the literature. The literature. <laughs> it's from the literature. I think you want I, me to just say, book. did you check the literature? <laughs> the literature. It's in, there. it's in the literature, by, <laughs> which I mean with the papers. We need to just stop this episode right now. Seriously. Um, I think another movie everyone should go watch, uh, man, it got a lot of pushback, but it also, uh, I think, blew the cap off a lot of things that maybe... Hollywood wants you to see that was unplanned. Oh yeah, yeah, unplanned. Really, um, it was pretty, ban- it was banned in C- Canada. I mean, essentially banned they because banned movie it. theaters oh, I didn't wouldn't hear show it, and the way that they run movie theaters, it wasn't banned. explicitly banned. It was shadow banned. Right? I'm yeah. so glad that you brought that up, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. what a phenomenal movie. Yeah, and um, it's it's a pretty brave movie, and they really stuck their neck up mm-hmm. financially and. Mm-hmm. Uh, from their career. They're doing good, though. And they, they did a great movie, too. They're doing I mean, good. It's not just a propaganda piece. It's a good movie mm-hmm. uh, with with a good message. So mm-hmm. I, True I, story. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it, the, none of this stuff is like propagating. It's mm-hmm. an actual story of mm-hmm. a woman, you know, mm-hmm. who worked at Planned Parenthood. So. You guys ever see the movie Doubt? That I've, I have had on my list, and for, for some reason I haven't Man, watched it. Man, that was a really excellently done yeah. movie that... It, it, it's about the sexual abuse scandal, and it's set in the 60s when it mm-hmm. was still kind of under wraps. And the whole movie is about looking back at the prism of what we understand now and then how people were looking at it then, right, noticing things and should they say things. And no one's really sure because that whole uh, exploration of what those things were happening in the church back then 
wasn't really fully fleshed out like we understand yeah. today. And the movie doesn't ever tell you explicitly whether or not this priest is actually uh, a perpetrator of sexual mm-hmm. assault. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. It is very good. Oh, yeah, you with saw Philip it. Seymour Hoffman. Yeah, it was and, really uh, good. Meryl Streep. I mean, it's re- and you yeah. never know. You, you, yeah, they don't, they don't like it, it's, it's the, the doubt literally the doubt that, is, that you have in, in the movie. Um, and I think it's good too, because in the, the wake of spotlight right. or, you know, and all these other spotlight was great. You mm-hmm. know, I, I really, you know, I really appreciate like, you know, the news coming in and just unearthing this thing that has evolved, you know, yeah, I mean, I'm, look, I'm all for go ahead and take your shots at the church. Yeah. They've earned it. But, it, you know, this movie, Doubt, kind of cast you in, in in that time. And if you were one of those people, would you have been able to notice anything? Well, would that's you really been able interesting. To make that right. call? Because right. I've, I've had a ton of conversations with some of the older brothers, you know, some of the old Irish guys that, that kind of lived through those periods of time. And, and I've also heard, you know, priests of the 70s and the 80s kind of criticize John Paul II for different mm-hmm. reasons. And, you know, like, did he handle this properly? Did he not handle this properly? And coming down to a lot of the things that I've discovered is just, you know, that that the church consulted to great extents regarding how they need to handle these situations. It's not like these guys were just, and maybe I'm not trying to say that some people didn't oh, yeah. do it, but a you lot know, of, a lot of them did, but but a number of them, they were consulting and trying to figure out how do we handle these situations of sexual abuse. Because we don't want to like... They did we what was wanna, best practice. I've got to watch science. this movie. I, I have not seen it yet. I need it's, to, yeah, I need it's, to watch it. Philip Seymour Hoffman it was an amazing actor. And he does a incredible job of at once being like, wow, this is a very trustworthy and good priest. And also this is a creepy ass priest. Wow. And you, depending on what mood you're in that day, you can see it as, wow, this guy was innocent and just a great priest. Or wow, this guy's totally not right. Yeah. And it puts you in the perspective of this religious sister who was one of the teachers at the school. Right. Who's looking at it, watching it it unfold Mm. and becoming Mm. so Really great, great movie, yeah. mm, and yeah. it's not a sugar-coated Catholic movie, you know. No, so. no, that's great. All right, so we talked about a lot of, I guess, depressing movies and you know, suffering movies, suffering, suffering. movies. <laughs> yeah, just, where's the joy here? All right, so we're gonna get to what I think we can say is the consensus is our favorite Catholic movie. Hands down, Nacho Libre. Nacho, pound it, brother. Pound it, brother. Pound it, man. Oh my gosh, that Jack is my Black. favorite. That, that is was my your favorite. best movie, man. Get that out of my face. Oh god. If you have not seen Nacho Libre, you when need to put that at the top of your list. Set in Mexico, yeah. you know, like a, a like a, a Mexican monk that grew up in an orphanage. You know, I and, love and it. <laughs> he becomes a monk, much to his chagrin, but that's like what it just circumstantially <laughs> so, he becomes a monk. So you guys know that that was based on, on a, a true real story. priest, yeah, right? Yeah. So there was a priest um who was sub, uh Father uh, Sergio Benitez was a priest in Mexico. Uh, he just uh, he just recently died. Oh um, wow, God rest Not him. too long ago, and um, he had an orphanage, and he supported the orphanage by dressing up as a luchador, <laughs> wearing a mask, and That's going sacrifice, and, and going up and dressing up as a wrestler, and and participating in these wrestling matches. And the money that he'd earn, he would give to give support to the this orphanage. orphanage. And this what movie, a saint, the luchador saint. Lord, if you make me win. 
I will give all of the money <laughs> to the orphans. Patron saint of luchadors. The luchadors. Oh man, I love this movie. Yeah, uh, yeah it's really good. And I, I, I love how <laughs> my kids <sighs> love it. I love how cute they treat Catholicism. Oh, it's yeah. cute. It's like, like I would watch this with my grandma because yeah. like, it's, it's just a very sentimental and just it's just pretty innocent and yeah. it's and the human the human elements of like living in community They're still real and yeah yeah, yeah it's, it's so real it's yeah. so relatable i love it because you know people have these impressions of seminaries and communities and you know guys don't, don't have impressions or of don't it. have impressions yeah. and, and you really don't know but they are like they're human institutions yeah we pray we we try to be as holy as we possibly can be we strive for holiness we strive for understanding and and knowledge and wisdom but there's also just very very, very human moments like we throw, to live in community. We throw elbows in basketball <laughs> we games. We throw elbows in basketball <laughs> games. Or when the hurricane was hitting and like yeah. you were throwing people out into the into the hurricane wind <laughs> at, at St. Vincent's, you know? And, and I mean like there's there's human moments and the way that <laughs> the way that this movement this movie catches them are just so hilarious. I, I love the scene where he, the kids are asking him if he's if he's happy being a, a, a priest and not a wrestler. And he's like Listen, I know the lady. I know the wrestlers get all the fancy ladies and the clothes and the free creams and lotions. <laughs> <laughs> but life is really good. It's really good. It's really. I get to wake up every morning, five a.m., make some soup. <laughs> it's the best. I love I it. Sleep in a bed by myself. All of my life. All of my life. <laughs> it's great. Look, go away. Read some books. Go away. Go away. Go away. And you can just tell he's so irritated. He's like. Really struggling with his, like, like the grind of his uh, vocation. It's such a funny movie. It's so, it's just a really approachable, yeah, yeah. happy so approachable. Catholic movie. Yeah, it really is. And, you know, Penelope Cruz is in it, and she plays, isn't it Penelope Cruz? No, I don't who's, think who so. plays this the beautiful spoiler. If you're listening, you yeah, yeah, watch but you still movie, need to watch it. Off. I've watched yeah. it a million no, no, times. You should watch it several no, times. Who, who is that? She's gorgeous. Yeah, I thought it was Penelope Cruz. Cruz. It is. So, totally. So, yeah, so Penelope Cruz is in it. She's a beautiful nun, and she comes to teach the orphans. Sister and Conceptionista. No. Sister Encarnacion. Encarnacion. That is not Penelope Cruz. That is Anna de la Riguera. Oh, well, she, she looks, looks like, like her. Penelope oh, Cruz. She looks like her. Thank you, Boom. Thank you. But no, I mean, he falls in love with her, and then he's like, have you ever been in love with a nun? <laughs> you know, like, it's just like these brilliant one-liners all throughout the movie. If you haven't seen it, it's definitely Go. worth your time. Go to it's the theater awesome. or not. Yeah. yeah. So Definitely not. Before we roll out of here, why don't you tell everyone how we can, uh, how they can get more from us, and um, and I'll, I'll make sure that I post links to any of these movies that I could can find. Can I do it? He does it every time. No, Ryan no, no, no. I want to do it. I want to look at his camera and be you Father do, Rich right now. Before now. you do, I'm going to put a link, uh, a list of all these movies so that people can go and uh, look these up individually in the comments. Yeah. And Ryan, you should look at that camera. Okay, I'll look at that camera. I'm going to look, look at you, you while you're going to do it. I'm taking your job right, right you now. You do it right now, Ryan. Hey. Everybody, <laughs> you can watch our show on all these different things like tweeters and Facebook and YouTubes and iPods and iPads. And then we have this thing called Patreon and we use the money to buy drinks for the show and coffee and studio. And to pay Howard. And to pay Howard. But you Hi, can't Howard. see him. He's behind the camera. Yeah. So support the show so we can pay for this stuff. 
Um, we can make the that, soup for the orphans. And we have to make the soup for the orphans. But you we're said that we're on the same camera too. I think too. Too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, thanks for 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 joining us on the show. And well, uh, then, but we have an inquisition for him. Oh, we have an inquisition. Oh. So okay. So I just did that. That, that was the first time. Hey, was, that was impressive. Hey, I actually added a little bit of Mexican. You know, uh, Juno. Yeah, Juno. That was another movie, by the way. Juno. It's a good movie. That was We're also done with the movie. Good. We could do this for six hours. I'm just trying These to avoid the Inquisition stuff. Yeah, they gotta get to work. Their boss is like, "Are you still listening?" To this? Jeez. <laughs> there, oh, there's yeah, one yeah. actually one listener who says that. I won't say who, but she's actually a, a religious sister who's the secretary for the bishop, and the bishop catches her watching our show. All oh, really? The time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. Hi, sister. Hello, sister. Hi, sister. Hello, sister. <laughs> Conceptionista. <laughs> Encarnacion. Encarnacion. Conceptionista right. of the Holy Spirit of Guadalupe. Encarnacion. So they're making a movie about the patron saint of handkerchiefs. Oh. Sadly, you get martyred and, and, and you become, when they make a movie about you. <laughs> Boo hoo. You, you don't actually get martyred. You actually slip on one of your soggy handkerchiefs <laughs> that you've been crying into. And crack my head. And you crack your own head. But you are How you, poetic. You are martyred through witness because of your suffering nature through. Empathy, empathetic crying for others. Okay, who's playing you in that movie? Who's playing? Who's playing? Ryan Delacross. <laughs> I would gladly accept. Would you be able to? do I it? mean, I just accepted for the closing for you. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you think's playing Father Rich in the movie? Um, I, 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 I'd take that job now. If you're looking for like some sort of superstar or something, yeah, mm, Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow. I don't know. What's Maybe the, Christian Bale. No, <laughs> I'm totally cool with Christian Bale. No, what's the, what's the dude who he was? He was in 300, but then he kind of let himself. Gerard go. Butler. Boom. Bam. That's good that, too. That's who you can. Well, that's my boys. He's gonna have my to, boys like, in San Diego he's gonna have say to, that. Like you know, beef up a little bit. You mean like muscle? Yeah, muscle. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, Gary Busey. <laughs> Gary Busey. <laughs> Howard's contribution was Gary Busey. That's how Howard earns his money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, thanks for watching. This yeah. is great, man. So yeah, go ahead and uh, visit us on all the things that Ryan said and. Um, yeah, Especially the, the tweeters. The tweeters and yeah. the basic books. All right, so hey, Easter I got something to play us out. Yeah. Oh, yes. See you next time, Catholic Talk Show.